morning, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Peace, a podcast bringing peace to your neighborhood through the airwaves, powered by the International Peace Youth Group. Here at The Art of Peace, we aim to create a platform where we can have discussions with people from different backgrounds and organizations to help foster mutual understanding and promote activities that are building sustainable peace in our communities. Welcome back this morning for another episode of The Art of Peace. My name is Matt, and I'm your host here on the show. This week, we'll be taking a look into one of the areas of the piecework that I think is really special, and that is HWPL's peace education. Firstly, a little bit about HWPL. So, who are they? Well, they are IPYG's parent organization, and they stand for Heavenly Culture, World Peace, Restoration of Light. They are an NGO working worldwide to help establish a world of peace. One of the major areas that they work in is regarding values-based education, which forms the basis of HWPL's peace education. And that's what we're going to be looking into a bit more today and is going to be the beginning of a series that we will run here on The Art of Peace. So today I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Emily, who will be talking to us today a bit more about peace education. Welcome, Emily. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing this morning? It's so good to have you here with us this morning, Emily. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for having me. So could you introduce yourself maybe to everybody? I think that would be a really good way to start. Yeah, sure thing. So I've been volunteering with HWPL and IPYG for the last four years or so. And I myself have a background in education and passion to teach the future generations. So it's really amazing to see when they actually get something and really take it to heart and, you know, put it into action as a part of who they are as future um, leaders, I guess, of our country. And so as I learned more about peace education, you know, from HWPL, um, peace education is essentially values-based, as Matt was saying, uh, which means that it doesn't just teach peace like an ordinary subject like English or math, but it actually instills the values of peace that students will hopefully carry with them all their lives. And so I think that was what really got me excited about this curriculum. That's really awesome. I think it's it's such an important thing uh, as well, you know, and I know that for myself, what stands out most from when I was at school was those teachers that it wasn't just the subject, but it was it was more than that. You know, it was it was the life skills. It was the the is, yeah, the values based education um, that, you know, I know people are instilling today, but it's not uh, a widespread practice. Mm, that's right. So. Could you tell us a bit more about how all of this started? How did HWPL's peace education begin? Yeah, sure. So the chairman of HWPL, Man Hee Lee, is actually a Korean War veteran himself. And he was just a youth when he fought on the front lines of the Korean War, uh, which is why he is so passionate about the youth of the future, not going through the same horrors of war which he has experienced. And he's told the story before when he went to the UN Memorial Cemetery and he's told a story before when he went to the UN Memorial Cemetery where his comrades are buried and promised them that he would achieve world peace and fulfill their dying wishes even if it cost them his life this is why he's been able to achieve so many milestones through the peace organisation HWPL and you know he's actually 90 years old so it's a pretty amazing feat it's very impressive yeah, and although, like, you know, many other peace advocates before him, like, you know, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, he also has his Christian faith and values as the foundation for the work of peace. 
But at the heart of it, he truly has witnessed the atrocities and the heartbreak of war. And Chairman Lee's heart for wanting to leave a peace, a world of peace as a lasting legacy is purely because he doesn't want anyone else to suffer. The youth are actually, you know, the first people sent to war, not politicians, men, women. And so education is the sure way to ensure that sustainable peace can be achieved by instilling into the citizens of the world the values of peace. And this is why, you know, peace education is about planting the seed of peace in the heart of a person until it becomes a tree of peace. That's quite a cool analogy, I thought. Mm, yeah, that's really cool. That's really awesome that his his passion for this piecework is based on his own experiences. And I think that it's really special as well because he has a heart for this work. He's, he's seen, he lived it even. And when you have seen stuff and, and experienced it, it makes it a lot easier to um, remember your why of why you're continuing to, to do this. You know, he's 90 years old. He must have a very, he must have a very strong why um, of why he's doing this. So could you tell us a bit more about what is this peace education? Mm, yeah, sure. So it is a values-based curriculum that can be split into two main parts. So the first part is about understanding and recognizing the meaning and values of peace within the community. It is about helping to recognize the conditions of accepting concepts like diversity, human equality, and other ideas that are needed to maintain a harmonious society. Part two is about the practical application and the practice of virtues necessary for being in harmony with others. So this means that it teaches students to live in harmony with everyone in their community and in the global community, beyond their family and neighbours. It's about fostering that character, you know, that character that needs to be built in order to coexist peacefully with others and also to solve problems peacefully. That's really awesome. So to summarise, HWPL's Peace Education is focusing in particular around those morals and values and instilling them into the students to create a harmonious society and and to create peace basically at at that grassroots level. Would that be correct in saying? Yes, and it's, you know, not only specifically for, you know, primary school students, but it actually goes all the way from preschool all the way to tertiary education. So that's one of the main um, strong points, I guess. Um, because, you know, you are instilling those values, but it's also tailored to the different age levels and understandings of these students. That's fantastic. So not just primary school students, but kindergarten, intermediate, high school, university. I think that's really incredible that it is tailoring for that wide, that very wide age bracket. That's that's phenomenal. So I see here on the HWPL website that they have signed MOAs Um, for peace education with nine countries, uh, including the Philippines Higher Education Commission and the Cambodian Ministry of Education. And I see as well that they've also signed MOUs for peace academies with um, 214 schools in 36 countries. So could you explain a little bit about what these peace academies, what that looks like, what that means? That is a good question. Peace Academies, I guess, is a formalised way in which the uh, HWPL Peace Education Curriculum can be implemented in schools. So it's not necessarily a, you know, separate school or like a Peace Academy in, mm. 
in that sense, but it's um, just, yeah, formalization of saying, yes, we're going to be implementing the peace education curriculum integrated into what we already do in schools. So it's, it's a, it's a formalized way of just saying that they are a school that is participating in peace education. Essentially, yes. That's really awesome. I think that's incredible. Before we continue, we're going to take a quick break and jump to a song. And when we get back, we're still going to be with Emily and she's going to tell us a bit more about HWPL's peace education curriculum. A little bit more of a dive into that. We're not going to go into too much detail because we're going to have a whole series on it, but it'll be good just to touch on it. So in the meantime, this is Waving Flag by Kanan. When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag. When I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag. And then it goes back, and then it goes back, and then it goes back. Born to a throne, stronger than Rome, but violent prone. Poor people's known. It's my home, all I have known, where I got grown, streets we would roam, out of the darkness, I came the farthest, among the hardest survivors, learn from these streets, it can be bleak, accept no defeat, surrender, retreat, so we struggle in, fighting to eat, and we wonder in, when we'll be free, so we patiently wait, for that fateful day, it's not far away. But for now we say When I get older, I will be stronger They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag And then it goes back, and then it goes back, and then it goes back So many wars, settling scores Bringing us promises, leaving us poor I heard them say, love is the way Love is the answer, that's what they say But look how they treat us
what a great song that is. I was doing some more reading on the website during the song, and I also saw that um, as well as, you know, all those other milestones we spoke about with the Peace Academies and the um, MOAs and the MOUs, that they've also been, HWPL has also been spreading peace education around the world through the UNESCO national committees in each country. That's really incredible because UNESCO is such a big part of the United Nations. Yeah, it's really awesome and hopefully it will spread here too with our UNESCO committee in New Zealand. Here's hoping, here's hoping. So as we mentioned before the break, we're going to be talking a little bit now about the peace education curriculum from HWPL. So would you mind maybe introducing that for us, Emily, and mm. talking a little bit more about um, about each of these lessons? Yeah, sure. So the purpose of HWPL peace education is to train and educate people to become citizens of peace so that they can spread a culture of peace all around the world. So, you know, even in the name HWPL, it talks about... Um, heavenly culture and it might sound sort of interesting in a, from a western perspective but in an eastern perspective you know HWPL was formed in South Korea heavenly is kind of a term used to refer to this heavenly culture um, transcending religion idea race and nationality so as the heavens transcend all borders of the world um, so does this uh, theme of heavenly culture. So HWPO is also striving to create this heavenly culture through the 10 articles and 38 clauses of the DPCW, which I think, uh, Matt, you talked about in maybe about two episodes ago? Yeah, it was a few episodes ago. We had a couple of other um, of the volunteers in here to talk about that. Yep. Yeah, sure. So, that's so if you have it, if you don't remember, go back and listen. That would be a good idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that's basically uh, kind of what HWPL Peace Education has been developed on. And so 12 lessons have been made, and I'll just quickly go through the lessons. Um, So lessons one to four kind of explain the discovery of peace within nature and explains the fundamental causes of war, which is things such as, you know, human greed, and practical solutions for the cessation of war. And lessons 5 to 12 explain about the values of peace that should be placed within each student's heart and mind. So values such as gratitude, consideration, sacrifice, forgiveness, etiquette, being a law-abiding citizen, courage, and other important values needed to spread peace in this chaotic world. When such values are internalized and characterized within the students, then they can be citizens of peace that achieve world peace and leave it as a lasting legacy for future generations. Doesn't that sound amazing? That does. That sounds really cool. I want to learn it myself. Uh, So going on from that, what are some of the advantages of HWPL's peace education? What are some advantages... So one of the focuses of HWPL Peace Education Program is that it is a very problem-centred design, which focuses on teaching students how to look at a problem and then come up with a solution for it. So, you know, through activities and discussions, students are shown real-life issues, which then 
help them to develop those skills that are then transferable to the real world. So, you know, things like problem solving, communication, leadership and diplomacy. That's really cool. I think those are very important skills that, uh, you know, it's it's about, like you said, teaching that problem solving, mm-hmm. that very practical, very practical thing that we use in our day to day and don't often have necessarily a way in which we can teach that to to kids, mm-hmm. you know, even students, you know, when we're, you know, at university, you know, one of the best things that we can learn about is problem solving and thinking, you know, actually learning how to think and problem solve. They're really important skills that we often just sort of take for granted. That's a very important point because, you know, even if the students are taught this in schools, if they're not surrounded by people who also have the same values, you know, who are not role models, like modelling it to them on a day-to-day basis, then, you know, what's the point in really teaching these um, values and skills as well? So if you think about it, you know, in the future, when peace education becomes the norm, then, you know, how amazing will the world be where everyone is carrying these values with them everywhere that they go? Mm. Mm. That's something to really hope for and, and look for. And while that concept of peace might be to some, and rightfully so, they think so, it's pipe dream, unattainable. But when we have things like this, really practical ways of doing this, Hell, you've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm, exactly. And this is a pretty good way to start. Tell me about the implementation of the curriculum. What does that look like? Yes, yeah, so it's a very collaborative approach. So HWPL will work with the local education providers to identify what sort of educational needs are required. So this can differ from country to city and even region. You know, even in Aotearoa, you think about a school in West Auckland may have very different needs to a school on the North Shore. So when these needs are identified, then HWPL works together with the institution to tailor the lessons to the identified needs. Then a pilot education educator is selected and they will work together to further adapt the peace education curriculum to the needs of the students, which is then implemented in the classroom. So it's not really a one-size-fits-all approach, but it's very organic and flexible with a student-centred focus. So often at times, this is when a MOU or a MOA is signed with the educational institution to solidify that working partnership with HWPL. For those at home who might not necessarily know what an MOU or an MOA is, it's not really used in our, you know, in our day-to-day. That's true. Um, you know, I, for one, couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Could you please enlighten us of what an MOU and an MOA is? Yeah, sure. So it's just basically uh, MOU is a Memorandum of Understanding and MOA is a Memorandum of Agreement. And it's basically a kind of like a, a written um, agreement I would say that kind of uh, solidifies that, you know, formalizes that partnership between uh, different organizations working together. Great. Does That's, that make sense? Yeah, that, that, that makes total sense. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you learn something new every day mm-hmm. and uh, there's, my, there's my one thing for today. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us about a bit about HWPL's peace education and, you know, what that looks like. 
could you tell us a bit about what we have to look forward to in the coming weeks? Yeah, sure. Um, I really enjoyed my first time on radio. Um, but in the coming weeks, we will have a deep dive into what um, the curriculum actually is. You know, we'll go from lessons 1 to 12 and also see how that has actually been implemented in peace academies all around the world. Um, and, yeah, we can also see maybe uh, ways that it can also be implemented in the New Zealand context, which will be really exciting. Mm, definitely. That would be really cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I, When I was preparing for today, I wanted to leave us with a bit of an ins- inspiring quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I cannot take any credit for this quote. It's from... Uh, a guy you guys might have heard of. His name was Martin Luther King Jr. He's a little bit famous. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that education without morals is like a ship without a compass, merely wandering nowhere. And when I read that, I thought, wow, that's really perfect and a really nice way to conclude today's um, episode. And it really, I guess, highlights this values and morals-based education and why it is actually really important. So, yeah, just some food for thought. That's a really great quote. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us again today, uh, Emily. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I really hope that over the coming weeks that regardless of who you are or what you do, you know, you could be a teacher, you could be a parent, auntie, uncle, brother, sister, whatever. I really hope that there is something that you'll be able to take away from the coming weeks with the deep dives that we're going to be doing into each of these lessons because it's not just something to be taught in schools it is you know like emily was saying at the end it is something that when we are showing and displaying on the day-to-day to those around us then that is actually where a lot of that change you know will come from so yeah i I'm really looking forward to the coming weeks and I hope you guys are too and I really hope that you know we can all take something away from from what is to come in in this new series. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you all next week. See you then. You've been listening to The Art of Peace by IPYG. Special thanks to our peace family at the International Peace Youth Group and Planet FM Public Access Radio who make this happen. To get involved with the piecework, or if you have any questions, you can hit us up at IPYGNZ on Instagram. Join us again next Monday at 9.05 or visit the Planet FM website under the Art of Peace page to listen anytime, anywhere. Until next time, peace out.
Your picture. 